When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone, Dr. Z, welcome to the show. Monica Gandhi, infectious disease doctor uh, at uh, and professor at UCSF. Welcome back to the show. Nice to see you. You need minimal introduction. You've been on twice, but I there is somebody here who needs an introduction, and that is Frodo. Can we see Frodo? Frodo oh. is a little dog that... Um, is named after a hobbit because he has hairy feet. He has a tie on for you today, and he is really upset by COVID, and he's just about to throw the ring in because we're almost done with COVID. You know what? With these vaccines. I would follow him into Mordor. <laughs> I would wear seven masks, and I would follow him to Mordor, mostly because of the fumes, you know? <laughs> he is kind of smelly, too. <laughs> oh, he's so adorable. So, Monica, like, we wanted to hang out again because you are you are one of the few voices of reason that is actually also a physician. So we have tons of PhD epidemiologists who are painting gloom and doom pictures everywhere. And, well, you know, uh, first it was this, and then, you know, okay, now we have a vaccine, but you know what? The variants are coming. The variants, So we're, yeah. gonna, we're probably gonna have to wear seven masks and stay <laughs> shut down. And by the way, don't even think about opening schools. Why are you thinking about opening schools? Oh, by the way, it's your bad behavior that caused all yeah, this shame. death. Yes. And so we're gonna shame you, and on top of that, it's never gonna get better. So expect 2023 before we get back to a semblance of what will be a new normal, which will be we'll all be in bubbles. So <laughs> get those guys out of the picture <laughs> and go with actual physicians who touch patients. What What's your thinking right now? Where are we in this mess? We are, uh, we are just facing like complete dawn of hope and light ah. and love. Like it's ah. gonna be so great. It is getting so great. So what happened, right? Like Mar May March 11th was the day that the WHO declared this a worldwide pandemic. Mm. November 9th, we got the first press release from the first vaccine, Crazy. phase three clinical trial, that fast. And then we've had seven phase three clinical trials. So we have seven vaccines in circulation around the globe that, um, uh, that work. And they work exactly using the same protein in different ways using that protein. And they work beautifully. And they all work beautifully against preventing what even made us notice on January 31st, 2019, or December 31st, 2019, that something terrible was happening, which is severe disease. They all work almost 100% to prevent, 100% for hospitalizations, and then like in the 90s to prevent you not even feeling well at home. Um, so they're amazing. And this accomplishment w was against even our better judgment, yes. right? Because I mean, we've all been talking, I've been talking with Afib, I've been talking with you, we talking, like, well, is this gonna happen? Like there's so many hurdles that have to be uh, overcome in order for these vaccines to work. And we've never had a vaccine against coronavirus and right. so on, and there's all the red tape and everything. Well, they got rid of the red tape, they did the science, they didn't cut any corners, they no. actually just did the science right. Yeah, these are peer-reviewed, fully like pages and pages of text, they, they did it all right. And you've been vaccinated. Yes. As have I. Yes. Yeah, so, yes. and how is your 5G reception now? <laughs> Must be really good. <laughs> it is so good. But I also just want to like 
rub my, you know, oh. like be really close to people. So um, no, but if you read the press, if you um, read the press, that animal could give you COVID right back. Yeah, and I could give him COVID. You better but, put a yeah. put a mask on him. So we have to um, we have to understand that two vaccinated people. Should be. I mean, we would. It'd be nice to crawl over this table and be closer, but th- this is like what three feet. It's three feet. Um, so we're fully vaccinated. We cannot get sick, and we should be close. Vaccinated people should be close, and they should spend time together. They should see each other as we get to all people being close to that. So, Monica, I' gonna tell something publicly that I have not said. This table is new, right? The last time you were here, oh yeah, I had a six foot round table. We were six feet apart. This table is now about three feet. And the reason I'm doing that (laughs) is I believe with a 95% efficacy that two vaccinated people can hang out. They could totally (laughs) hang out. And remember, it's not 95% efficacy against um, severe disease. It's 100% against severe disease. And then, yeah, maybe one person who got the vaccine will not feel well for a few days because it was mild disease. Right. So that's the amazing thing. Keep on focusing on preventing, yeah, what, what got us into trouble to begin with. And even with uh, variants, you know, if they're, they're gonna be setting against, because the variants of the new bugaboo, right? Like, oh, you know, we always knew there was mutations. That's what coronaviruses do, all yeah. viruses do that. But the thing is, if the vac- vaccines are effective against severe disease, which they are, even against the Brazilian variant. Yes, I really need to say something. I need yeah. to say variants, shmarians. Okay, I'm sorry. I don't know what kind of trouble that's gonna get me in. Hopefully But let me lot. explain. Okay, I yeah. hope so. Let me explain yeah. why. So actually the the best one is the Johnson & Johnson um, oh. uh, as an example. Yeah. So, okay, so the Johnson & Johnson vaccine, one dose, was studied in three settings, South Africa, Latin America, and the U.S. And in those three settings, because this vaccine trial was done later than the others, the variants were circulating. So in South Africa, the B1351 accounted for 95% of, illness, yeah. of the circulating uh, virus at the time. And then yes, P1, so-called Brazil variant, was very much there in um, Latin America. Okay, so then you look at the Johnson Johnson one dose. We'll get more data uh, this coming Friday when they we get more data from the FDA hearing because mm. it's February 26. But what we get from the press release is this. 100% prevention of hospitalizations and death, 100%. Whether you're in South Africa with the B1351 or with the Brazil and P1 um, or there's B117, anything. Okay, 100% against hospitalizations and death. Then 85% in the US, uh, South Africa and Latin America equally, uh, even with those variants circulating against severe disease. And what that included was the subset of hospitalizations and deaths, but then also people who just didn't feel well at home but had, uh, were classified as really not feeling well at home, d- feeling quite severe, like mm-hmm. they had a severe illness. So it's the difference in the illness across the variant types was in mild disease. And um, and there was 50% efficacy in uh, South Africa and then 72% in the U.S., and that's one dose with the immunogenicity of the Johnson & Johnson vaccine showing us from the phase one, two trials, it keeps on going. And they, of course, stopped the, they they looked uh, 14 to 28 days after they gave the first dose. Probably after 28 days, it's going to be even better because mm-hmm. that's what the immunogenicity showed us with the Johnson & Johnson astro, uh, adenovirus DNA vector. So it's just going to get better and better. But it's very important to say that that is the trial for me. Um Novavax did the same thing, but that was more complicated. It, that is the trial for me that showed me that the variants, that severe illness yeah. 
is is completely uh, taken away. Which is all we care about. That's what we care about because it's what otherwise we never would have noticed this. We virus. wouldn't have cared. It would have been another we would have cold never heard or about a mild it. flu. Yeah. Instead, people die. They get yes. hospitalized. They yes. they fill up our units with uh, prone patients who yes. need ECMO. Well, that's a problem. Terrible. Yes. And and, and of course it preferentially seems to affect our most disenfranchised, which we never talk about on the news. It's yes. always like, well, everybody, it's like, well, no, actually this is hurting the same people you're hurting by closing the schools, the same people. It's so they got it on both sides. Yeah. People who are racial ethnic minorities, essential workers, you get both things. You get more COVID because you're working. Right. And then you close the schools and you do all the economic shutdowns and you don't chisel your lockdowns. And then you also hurt them economically. What a terrible a mess, response right? for the poor. Now you, you, you from the beginning have been an advocate for masking as a way of lowering inoculum so that people get exposures at a lower level. In other words, preventing severe disease. Has there actually been evidence that masking does that, or is it still kind of hard to get that evidence? There is. A, so we have a paper coming out tomorrow. It's in Lancet Infectious Disease, where we try to gather more evidence. How do we gather it? This is how we gather it. We looked back at all the viruses, like known to mankind, and went through the literature and did a very thorough review on how much inoculum gives you infection for other viruses, and also the relationship between other viral inoculum and severity of disease. We did that for rhinovirus, for influenza influenza virus, for RSV virus. So it was a thorough sort of systematic review. Um, and this holds true for many viruses, not all. The viruses where it holds true is where your immune system seems to have a lot to do with the pathogenesis of the virus. Where your immune system hurts you, like the innate immune response, if you get too much virus, you get really sick, and we have to give dexamethasone to make you less sick. Um, it seems that where there's immunopathology at play with viral pathogenesis is where the inoculum matters so much. Can we prove it? We can't prove it. There will be challenge studies. They just opened it up in the UK. Let's see what happens. I hope they give just little to healthy people and That's then right. we'll be able to prove it. So so you give a small dose to a healthy person. They got it through the ethics committee over there and they're going to yes, do it in the UK. They are doing it. They're like, hello, governor. Here's a, here's a little COVID. I don't know what kind of accent that was, but it had nothing to do. Could you imagine like my fair COVID, like a like a full? Uh, I like the governor. I think that was really That's good, like, but it wasn't governor. You you took away a syllable. I that did. That was very good. Governor. That was very good. Yeah. That was Hello, very, governor. That was very. Good. But but it's an interesting idea that even they're willing to do that says that they must yeah. subscribe partially to this inoculum theory. Yes, they will give little bits um, in the hope that people won't get too sick. Right. Um, so by definition, a challenge trial will show us that for sure, like right. they did with influenza. Right. So we'll get that data. I thought we. I thought a challenge trial wasn't gonna be done, but it is, it's been approved and it's starting. Um, so now we'll get that data definitively, because definitively, the only way to know would be to give human beings various doses and see if they get more sick. So we'll know that soon. And then the second thing is, there was some other research by the NIH um, that Mass may humidify the virus. I saw that. Yeah, and then the virus hates the um, hates being wet. It hates humid conditions. It, it's seasonal. It likes cold. It likes dry. And so that humidity created by that seal of the mask in the face may prevent it from actually going down into the lower respiratory tract and getting more sick. I thought that was an interesting hypothesis. Right. We won't know until the challenge trials for sure, but there's more and more evidence. Yeah, I but you're that, right. The whole point was to stop severe disease. That's what you care about. That's what you care about. And you know, we were talking off camera a bit because one of the things that comes out now is you know it, it, there's a feeling in the public because the the officials 
and the way they communicate has not been the best. And some of that is just central like lack of coordination. And some of it is just, I think a bunch of nerds trying to teach stuff and be trying to figure out where, you know, like, well, what should we be saying based on what's gonna get people to do what they need to do? And then yeah. they do exactly the opposite of what's correct. Like yes. shame people about masks or uh, keep moving the bar. Well, you can get vaccinated, but you still have to wear seven masks. And <laughs> but now, but one of the things that did come up and is- mask Frodo. And mask Frodo. Look at Frodo. I mean, he Would you doesn't mask? deserve a bad look. You know what? That's not right. That's just not right. It's not right. You know, for for one who has seen the eye of Sauron, who is a bearer of the ring, he deserves exactly. better. He deserves better. He deserves better. Uh, but but the, the, <laughs> the, the thing that, that I think a lot of people who are more on the spectrum of, hey, give me liberty or give me death, are saying, well, but now they're saying I need to wear two masks. How, how do you think, because you're a, kind of the expert on this. How do you think about the multi-masking question? So I wrote a paper with Lindsay Marr, who is a physical scientist in November. And this was starting with our third surge. And at that time, it actually goes back to that first paper about masks like cloth and surgical not blocking everything. Um, because I no one ever said that they blocked all viral particles. And so if you block more, you know, if you block some, could your viral inoculum be, uh, be less? Okay, that was the theory before. But it's true, they don't block all. And so there are ways to increase the fit and filtration of a mask. It's not double masking exactly. It can be double masking. It could be a surgical plus cloth mask, or it can be a filter inside two pieces of cloth. But increasing fit and filtration will block more. And then going back to tiered, so we wrote that article. Then the surge was happening. Now going back to tiered messaging as the surge is, um, the cases and hospitalizations are going down everywhere. Going back to tiered messaging, where would you want to have more fit and filtration? If you're medically vulnerable, and if you're inside, period. This wouldn't be outside. This wouldn't be for children. This wouldn't be for people who are not medically vulnerable. And it wouldn't be if you're vaccinated. So w while you're waiting to get vaccinated, if you're more medically vulnerable, or if you are around people at less distance, for example, in schools, because there's a commentary now that schools may not be able to open until there's a very exact measurement, mm. which is, of course, not based on um, any science. Any science at all. In fact, yeah, well, we'll go back to this, but you know, the WHO says one meter. Right. And I heard a rumor that someone miscalculated <laughs> and thought that one meter meant six feet, because you know how we're just terrible at metric mm -hmm. and like calculating. We crashed a so Mars probe we oh, Okay, wrong. we did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's awful. So yeah. we are, so I literally, I think apparently, and I'd like to hear, someone told me this, that we just miscalculated and that's why we said six. So the mm. whole world has signs up. Like India, they have signs up that say one meter. Mm. Um, and that's 3.28 feet, I think. So it's not six feet. But at any rate, the six feet has come into play here in this country around schools. And so if you can't get that six feet, because that may be um, an issue with some more crowded environments, then you can increase your mask. The teachers, while they're waiting to be vaccinated, since they're adults, and thus by definition more medically vulnerable than children, they can wear a more fit and filtered mask to feel more safe, which is absolutely appropriate. And right. I think that's a great idea. Well, there's nothing wrong with using your own determination of risk 
to decide what you're going to do. And like, you know, like when I go in a grocery store, I wear the mask because first of all, it's the rules. But yeah. second of all, it makes me feel better. Yeah. Even even though I'm vaccinated, yes. I don't want to be re-challenged with a coronavirus exposure and have the symptoms of that potentially if that's something that happens, right? Yeah. Yeah, because that yes. second dose sucked. Yes, like, yes. I, I, oh, yes. Right? Did I, not feel well. I no. was like, no. damn, no. immunity no. hurts. <laughs> yeah. Immunity is so great though. <laughs> I know. Like, I mean, I was kind of reveling in it. I was like, yay, I don't, I feel Awful. I was so happy. Because yeah. you don't, women don't get man flu. Okay. See, man yeah. flu is not so much a <laughs> symptom complex as it is a whining complex of complaining to a woman about your symptoms. Okay. Because that's what I did. And Mrs. Dog was not thrilled with me. Okay. Yeah, I was like, my arm. And I, oh, I have to do a show today with Vinay Prasad. And he's so smart, so my head's gonna hurt. She's like, are you listening to yourself? Just shut up. But yeah, so- so I was very happy. Yeah, the positivity yeah. though, that yeah. you're exuding now. Like let's contrast with how, you know, we were before we were like, God, you know, the amount of fear that's being generated is out of proportion to the actual response and threat. And actually our response may be damaging, but now the vibe is, oh my God, the end is here. Yes. It's so, see, it's so great. And, and this is what I'm worried about is that you can encourage hesitancy to take a vaccine or to do anything. If you say, like, if I said to someone, take this blood pressure pill and nothing good will happen to you and your um, blood pressure won't come down and your headaches won't go away and you won't reduce your chance of cardiovascular disease, then they should not take that blood right. pressure pill. So in this case, we should not say that nothing will change. It will absolutely change. I mean, it always has yeah. with mass vaccination. It always has. And this is an unprecedented pandemic because we're having the vaccine roll out at the same time that the infection is still with us, right. which, um, you know, the influenza pandemic of 1918, it took 30 years to make an influenza vaccine. So this is the first time that it's happening at the exact same time. Mm. So I think that's why there's so much confused messaging because people are still scared. And I mean by people, uh, scientists, mm. they still are fearful. They're not buying into how great the vaccines are and they themselves are conveying their own fear, I think, to people. But it will encourage hesitancy if you don't think things are gonna change. They're absolutely gonna change. Masks are gonna go away. Distancings are gonna go away. People are gonna hang out. People are gonna go to the theater. People are gonna go to movies. People are going to go to large crowds. People are going to hug. Um, patients and doctors are going to be doctors will be close to their patients and they will bring them back in person, mm. which is a right way to do medical care, I believe. I don't, I, um, people will come and see people in the hospital who are ill. All of this, all of this will change. I, and actually, I think pretty soon. I, I, I agree a thousand percent. And, 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 and I think the smart money is on that, but it's not the public money. Yeah. It's not what the press says, it's not what the media says, it's not what a lot of the experts will say. And I think some of them are rightfully concerned that they don't wanna give messages that'll allow people to just open up before they even get vaccinated. But I disagree. Yeah, I disagree. I that think doesn't trust the public. It's, you gotta, you know, it's like, look, you, you work in HIV. You have always understood the idea that shaming people into wearing condoms doesn't work. Shaming yes. people into absences will not work. Yes. You give them information, you hear where they're coming from, and you let them decide based on the information. Yes, that see that's the weird thing is the same people 
Remember how we didn't like the abstinence-only people? Like, remember, it was like Reagan. Yeah, everybody was like, 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 yuck. Those are the people who are saying abstinence-only. And now the people who used to message that you need nuanced, um, trustful messaging where you trust the public and they trust you, they're the same ones that are saying stay away from each other. And if you're lonely and miserable and want to kill yourself, um, that's okay. That's okay. Um, And and that's not right. That's not appropriate because health – Health, and I mean public health, includes hunger, includes homelessness, includes loneliness, overweight, mental illness, depression, anxiety, and COVID. It includes Domestic all of Domestic abuse. Yeah. Uh, uh, exactly. And children. But, I mean, the, but the, 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 very, the very, like you said, the very people who were so rankled that like Nancy Reagan would have a just say no campaign yeah. are the same ones who are saying, uh, who are putting- wear your damn mask in their Twitter handle or stay home in their, you know, it's like- The word stay, the phrase stay at home is the most non-nuanced message. It is exactly like just say no. Right. And people would make fun of just say no because it was so insulting to the- the, condescending. The Yeah, condescending to the life circumstances that would mean that it was difficult to just say no. Right, And so stay at home, I find a very stigmatizing statement. um, Because you have to go to work, you are essential worker, you have to put food on your table, you're lonely, you're a widow, you're single, you are um, you don't live with anyone else, you have to see others, um, and that's part of your ability to go on. So I, I find that message, you're right, it's, it's almost like the same people are saying that message who used to insult people for using non-nuanced messages before. Yeah. I don't get it. I don't I, know yeah. what's going on. I think it's a tribal uh it's become so political everything that it's a tribal identity badge that I'm either with this. It's the same thing that says, you know, follow the science. Yeah. Okay, this is dumb. That's a dumb statement. That's a terrible because statement. Because science is not a thing. It's right. not something that you follow. No, you should be saying follow science. In other words, yeah. follow science. Use this method to inquire and discover what's the truth. And, and it may be, when they say follow the science, they're saying follow what this one guy is saying, his interpretation of the science, which is this and this and this. Which and is this informed this. by his own biases. It, uh, always. He's scared. Um, yeah. He doesn't want to go outside. He's um, o- o- older. He's a PhD epidemiologist who's older <laughs> and hasn't hasn't been touching hasn't been seeing patients right. right I mean I do think being out and being human during this pandemic and then having infectious disease knowledge is helpful because it allows you to realize what patients are going through and what right. other humans are going through right right now. right my patients have ne- I think I said this last time I have seen people pretty miserable who have had HIV I've never seen a group of people more miserable than now and I mean even when they first got HIV. Right now, this misery of loneliness, depression, and shaming is um, a terrible combination. Mm, but you know, follow the science. Follow the science. Know, <laughs> and uh, stay home. And I'm Z-Dog, wear a mask, MD. Uh, <laughs> see, and again, again, and you can agree, like, hey, mask could be good. Staying out of unnecessary travel in the height of the pandemic, probably a good idea. Avoiding large indoor gatherings, the height of the pandemic, probably a good idea. So what do we do as a policy? Definitely. We close schools, so we force kids back home. We then um, we then close playgrounds. And as Vinay said on the show, Vinay Prasad, he's like, they actually took out every other swing so that kids could distance, like some kind of electron valence shell repulsion <laughs> theory. And 
close outdoor dining, outdoor dining in California. Right, which is so safe, yeah. Yeah, and let's force everybody indoors. So it's like the opposite of what you want. And instead of messaging with love, respect, and understanding, we message with shame and and a political badging. I think it really is. Like, just like the right messages, oh, this thing is a hoax and let's go out and party and go to spring break. The le- and again, I'm simplifying it. Not everybody's like this. The left will badge as stay home, mask up, listen to this, follow the science. Yeah, and, and, and don't see anyone, another human beings for a year. Uh, otherwise you're a very weak person that you would want to have human contact. <laughs> oh, heaven forbid. It's very strange. It's very strange. So right. you're right that the two things that happened is that we're not incorporating I use the word biology instead of science because I think science, you know, Thomas Kuhn um, wrote about the philosophy of science mm. and that how um, everything is informed by that person who is who, who who interprets the data and speaks it. It's informed by their own personal biases. Mm. And so I actually don't even use the word science because I know the biology of this virus. So, so much has changed from what we knew from the beginning. We know that outdoor is very uh, safe, actually not even 20 times less likely because I looked quite deeply into that meta-analysis that said outdoor transmission is 19 times uh, less likely to occur than indoor transmission. Uh. And that even that was informed by one study and a few data points. So if you take this out, it's likely like much even, way less than 20 times safer to be outside. So we should be encouraging outdoor activities. Um, And then the second is masks, of course, don't have to be worn outside when they're, when you're not around anyone. That would be so strange. That's like a a tree falling in the forest. Right. No one can hear it. Um, But also if you can distance. Schrodinger's cat. Schrodinger's mask. (laughs) He's he's masked. Frodo is masked. Schrodinger's Frodo. Schrodinger's Frodo. So if you can, and so if you can stay away from people, you know, I I think of these, um, this paper also that we have coming out tomorrow talks about this uh, complementary non-pharmaceutical interventional triangle, which is mass on one side, distancing on one side, ventilation on one side. So if you have a lot of ventilation, Hmm. you don't need to mask, meaning you don't need to mask outside if you're distanced from each other. These two components are already taken care of, so you don't need the mask. And then if you can't distance and ventilate, then that's where you need the stronger mass. So they all inform each other. So Mm. we know so much more science, right? We know so much more biology about the virus since the beginning. So blunt lockdowns wouldn't make sense, Um, like closing outdoor playgrounds, like uh, this latest surge, closing outdoor dining, Mm. because that gives people an ability to be around each other. It was right during the holidays too. Oh, that, that's the worst. Like I remember like when they first announced it and there was a public health official who said, consider your social bubble burst. And I thought that was a very incredibly harsh thing to say on December 4th. Sick? Um, right like, before what is December, wrong with these people? you know, <laughs> like yeah. all the things that were gonna happen, which were the holidays. Right. Instead, create spaces that people can be together safely, tell people how to be outside, tell people how to, um, if you're gonna do two families over the holidays, then the two nuclear families can be in separate rooms when they're eating. There were many things that we could have done to right. chisel our approach. Right. So, because we know so much more about the biology. So to keep on the same messaging, because we think that people are gonna be bad, so we want to take an extreme approach, is not um, trusting of the public. And I can't trust 
a public health official that says something if they don't trust me, uh-huh. right? So it is two-way street because we know that from doctor-patient. A patient can't trust me unless I expose my own knowledge base and vulnerabilities and tell them, yeah, I totally get why this is hard and let me explain why and what you can do to keep safe. So keep that in the macrocosm is that public health officials and the public have to trust each other. So then the public didn't trust the public health officials that said, stay away from each other completely and um, lock yourself in your house. So then people did see each other and then there was more, um, without the proper messaging how to do it safely, there could be more transmission and that occurred over the holidays. I think you're right. And I think, you know, you throw into the mix though, unique dynamics of COVID, which is the vast majority of people either have minimal symptoms, mild symptoms or nothing. So weird. It's such a weird virus. It's a it causes weird virus. such protean clinical manifestations. It's so strange. It's, and we have to take that into account that 40% of people are asymptomatic when we message. Right. And the idea that then their neighbors are, they had COVID, they did fine, they did. How are you going to instill any respect for a virus that you're probably thinking statistically is not gonna hurt you or your loved ones? Well, then it's tough. And then you have the opposite. You have people, and I see this all the time, and this honestly is a pet peeve of mine because it causes suffering. Young person, otherwise healthy, terrified of this thing. Yeah. Like, because they've been watching the news, they have the social contagion of someone sneezing, some anchor person sneezing on their mind and infecting them with fear. When they are in the prime of their life, they need to be interacting with people. They need to be out doing the thing. Instead, they're hiding behind two facials. I recently was on a flight. There were two young people in their 20s. Now, you never know. They could have had diabetes. Who knows? They were thin, healthy. It doesn't mean they don't have something, right? So I can't really say, but they were a couple. They had hiking gear, so you know they're active. They were wearing two masks, a full goggles, like they're flying a plane and they had gloves on wow. to get on this flight. And I, I'm like- Ocular transmission doesn't occur. So I think that's gotta go. That right, whole, the whole face yeah, shield. The yeah, face shield yeah, yeah. goggles, because there's not been a convincing case. Same with the surfaces and fomites. We gotta change messages, more data comes up. People keep asking me, should I be d- d- disinfecting my groceries? And yeah. I'm like, no, no, you should be eating your groceries. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the US, and you can eat them right away. The USDA right. finally said it. I think sometimes mm. people only trust governmental organizations and that's fine. That's fine. But yeah. the USDA said this just two days ago, that groceries, Food and the food packaging cannot spread COVID, so please eat your food. Yeah, eat your yeah, food. Yeah, eat your food. You don't have to leave it in the garage for yeah, a week. before you eat it. Or and then, and then it goes it bad. First right. test it first and make sure it's been good. Everyone's getting yeah, like, like staph aureus <laughs> toxin syndrome from letting yeah, their meat sit yeah, out. Yeah, don't let it right. sit. Oh yeah. my God, yeah. But yeah, that, that fear, okay, so I actually think, um, I do think that fear is gonna go away pretty quickly though. Yeah. And so you're right that we've infected people with a lot of fear and it was a hopeful, uh, the hope of infecting people with fear. I think that was a very good example that you said an anchor sneezing into people's minds. But right. the the hope was to keep people away from other human beings. And then and instead of just presenting biology and keeping people safe within the context of um, what we know about the virus and the non-pharmaceutical interventions at work. But instead it was this tremendous fear so that we hope that people stay away from each other completely against their better instincts because they're human beings and they're primates. But um, but they, they thought that would be effective. People thought that would be effective. In some cases, it has caused people such severe anxiety mm-hmm. that I am really worried that that will last a while and it has led to depression and it has led to anxiety. But I think human beings are resilient and what will happen is, and I'm going to use a phrase um, that I've been thinking about recently that someone said to me, which is that I think when the hospitalizations go down, 
And when there are very few severe illnesses from COVID, society will fly open. And I'm mm. using that phrase fly open deliberately because you cannot keep people, people cannot be fearful of something that doesn't cause severe illness. It will, it, they cannot because they were never fearful yeah. of mild respiratory illnesses. I, yeah. And so it, it, will, it will naturally go away. And so even though any, many people are, would get very mad at me about masks because I research masks and they, they do say some angry things at me, but they won't have to wear a mask and they'll stop being mad at me because the, also the mask will go away. Right, uh, yeah, and and for Monica Gandhi, who's been a proponent of viral inoculum effects of masks, to say masks will go away, they will go away. They'll you need to away. you need yeah. to listen to that. And yeah. I agree. I actually am with you. Get in- out your lipstick. Sorry, I just, there's like all these lipsticks and they're sitting there and people aren't being able to use them. And I'm really, I like lipstick and I you want people to be able to have their different colors. Am I going to have to admit to you that I have a collection of lipstick myself? Uh, I just, I, I've just never heard anyone say the lipstick thing and we're all thinking it. Many of us so are thinking true, it. I want to get out my- The, the yeah. lipsticks. Yeah, lipsticks. I, you know, I want people to see my emotions. Part of the reason yeah, I like yeah. you in the show yeah. is it's my- I get to express myself yeah. without a mask. Yeah. It's really been great. Yeah. You know, otherwise it's just It's very hard in the patient doctor interaction as well. Oh, yeah. Is not how ha- is having the masks. Um, so all of this will go away. Why? Because things will melt away naturally. Like right. you know how we keep on saying children are resilient, which is this awful statement that we're using to keep to excuse uh, abuse. <laughs> to, yeah, <laughs> excusing not um, having in person learning. Yeah. And not working harder on that. Yeah. Because yeah. we had to have worked harder on that. Yeah. Yeah. To have where we are right now in February is just terrible for school openings, um, and so we used to say uh, children are resilient. Well, adults and I actually think adults are resilient. They are only fear. They are only scared of this virus because it can cause severe illness. They are right to be scared. That's very evolutionarily right. If the vaccines take. It make it defangs the virus. I, I use that phrase because um, it takes its teeth away and it, it makes it into a cold virus. Then people will naturally the fear will fall off mm-hmm. like scales. I, I'm with you a thousand percent. I actually was telling uh, my wife just today that I think that if you're going to do a vacation, do it now. Do it yeah. soon because it's going to get crowded. It's going to get crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna there's going to be an yeah. opening and a release of tension. And the thing is, the press and the media and the entrenched interests that actually really are generating a lot of revenue from the coverage of this. It's kind of like, well, Trump's gone. We got nothing to talk about. Well, what about variants? Well, what about right. this? Right. Well, what about, but did you hear about the one dose Johnson & Johnson vaccine? It's only 60% effective against mild, mild disease yeah. in a variant population, yes. but it's 85 to 100%, 85% against severe and like 100 against hospital and death. Yeah. It's like, uh, no, they don't, no, that's not. Yeah. yeah, no, you're right. I mean, that's very interesting that you say that thing about Trump because I thought that the narrative had to be kept extreme. Uh, the extreme of the narrative was because people really wanted Trump to not win the re-election. So right. after he didn't win the re-election. Um, you think the narrative would soften? Yeah, soften. But the opposite. Is- <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, it's, and I'm wondering, it's addictive 
to have fear. Um, and it's addictive for people to want to call up the people who speak of fear and get them on TV. And then maybe the people who like to be on TV uh, like to be on TV because they weren't on TV when they were super geeky um, and in, in a lab. So maybe they like being on TV. But it's they will, they will get off TV because... Um, because it will melt away with taking away the virus. I was just talking to Vinay about this. Look, I have benefited tremendously from the existence of the COVID epidemic because suddenly my platform is something people want to watch. Yes. Whereas before- Health like, is everything right health now. Health is everything like, right now. Yeah. Health is everything. I would, I would shut it down tomorrow if I could get this thing to stop. Yes. But there are people on Twitter, particularly doctors, who are, I'm going to- can I go off for a second? You don't have to endorse any of this. In fact, you can sit there politely with the beautiful Frodo and just nod uncomfortably. There are people on Twitter who are not great doctors, have never done much academically, aren't even great communicators, who have been empowered like the Nazgul, the ring wraiths in Lord of the Rings, (laughs) by the darkness that's happened to go up and suddenly, yes, Frodo, throw it into the fire, cast it into the fire, Boromir. No, not Boromir. Elendil? No, who was the guy? I forget now. Anyway, so I just know Samwise really helped Frodo really, really get his did. courage. He they said, were such good friends, Mr. Frodo. Yeah, Mr. they were such. Good I'd friends. follow you to Mount Doom, and I mean to. I told Mr. Gandalf. Mary and Pippin. I mean, just those four were so you know, close, and they were maybe vaccinated or something because they were so close. They were so. I one might say. <laughs> They were very close, like uh, quite close. But that's another thing, and I and I respect that and encourage you know joy in all aspects. But I would say so to the twi- <laughs> to the to the Twitter um uh, Twitter Twitterati, you know, like it is empowering to get likes and shares and feel important and. By saying things like stay home and oh, here's all the negatives and it's easy, easy, easy social juice and dopamine and it's addictive. Yeah, it's addictive. It's addictive. And the thing is when it dries up, they will scratch for it because it's very, and they're humans. It's very hard to not. And then to go back to the day, oh, Frodo. Frodo took Frodo a fell off the chair. Yeah, sorry. Frodo, don't fall into the fire. <laughs> <laughs> that really upset him, the word Twitterati. You know what? It should. That is a smart dog. That's a dog with two Gs. Um, but, but <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> but, but, you know, and so I think we need to keep speaking truth authentically, no matter what the cost. And you've suffered a bit about this. A lot, yeah. actually. I have to say, I've never... Um, I've never, ever been controversial. I'm just like good Indian girl, did what I was supposed to do. I became a doctor. I like, I just did everything they told me to. I went to medical school, auntie and uncle. Everything. Like everything. Yeah. And so I I just, I didn't understand. Uh, So this is the first time that I've ever had people yell at me ever in my whole life. Wow. Because I sort of research things. Um, so I don't say things until I feel sure of that biology behind it. And um, so I people yell at me about mask uh, research. And then, so I get a lot of people yelling at me from that side. And then I get a lot of people yelling at me about optimism about the vaccines. And that yelling is particularly painful because I just know 
um, that they know in their heart that um, they're wrong about um, do messaging right now and that it can hurt our vaccine cause because there is anti-vaccination sentiment and there is distrust uh, issues with vaccines. And so I uh, so I know they know better, um, but they, uh, they just want to, I think, want to keep people with this fear messaging because... For so many complex reasons, and I'm not sure all why you said some of them. And so they will also yell at me if I'm too sanguine. And I don't understand how I can be like yelled at by that many people. But it's really okay because when I think about looking at myself in the mirror, I never thought schools should be closed from the beginning. I never, uh, because I knew the effects on children, The bi- this is not a bimodal infection like influenza is. It hurts the young and the old. This was more that affected adults. And so once you figured out how to keep adults safe, and that was probably by April, we could have had schools be open with the safety precautions for adults. Um, And so I never advocated, uh, I never changed my mind on schools like people change their mind. I never actually changed my mind on masks and never thought that they blocked transmission completely. Uh, I wanted that inoculum effect. I never, so there are many things I didn't change my mind on. And then I didn't know what was going to happen with vaccines. I knew I'd be really excited if it was 60 to 70% because we were all jumping up and down when we thought it'd even be, because herd immunity means you don't need 100% of all those heard to be 100% protected. You need like some to be like 60% protected. So that's what we wanted from a vaccine, 60 to 7% effective. Then when this 95% number came out, I couldn't like, I could not stop being joyful. And I have not changed my position on that. (laughs) Um, I can't not be happy about it. And so these are amazing. I think the spike protein was the right- Right target. Was the right target. target. um, Because all seven of them do this for severe disease. So I can't, I just know- that if I don't talk about mental health impacts and other impacts when you can keep people safe and know the biology of the virus and still keep adults safe, but still help children and, and help them have in-person learning, which is mandatory, I wouldn't be able to look myself in the eye. So I'm just going to keep myself like this, but I promise I'm going to be off Twitter and you're never going to hear from me again once this COVID thing is over because I have no desire to be yelled at after this. <sighs> So this is a problem. I will close down that. You account. have a serious problem, <laughs> uh, and it's called integrity. <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> that's a problem with media people, because if you have integrity, then you will do exactly what you said. You you will believe something, you'll know, you'll test, you'll say, oh, no, and then you'll worry about, oh, is a vaccine? Oh, it came out. Ha, huh. joy, express it authentically, tell people you're worried about school, you're worried about that, you say it. Regardless of the fact that you're generating hate, 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 hate from people that ought to know better, but they're not incentivized to know better. They're incentivized to generate hate because it generates love online for them, which is a shot of dopamine, which by the way, is as ephemeral as a line of cocaine or any kind of drug you can imagine. It's that ephemeral, and yet we chase it and chase it and chase it. And so it took me a minute to realize that I needed to stop chasing that. And now I'm just like, like I said, I would just shut this whole enterprise down tomorrow yeah. if I thought I wasn't doing any good or I wasn't, I couldn't say what I wanted to say. Yeah. And that's why I think you need to keep doing what you're doing until, like you said, you realize, okay, I did, I said what I needed to say, I'm a, I can sleep, 
we've woken up, we're back in business, turn the Twitter off, you'll be vastly happier. Yeah, I can't wait. I started in April 2020, and I hope I can stop it in April 2021. Um, I think that may be a little soon, um, but we will get to herd immunity and it will all fall away. It will all fall away, all this anguish, all this yelling at each other, all all this politicization, all this depression, it will fall away. Thank God for the human body that knows how to mount immunity to things it hasn't seen before, both natural infection, that is truly a very durable immune response, and or um, to uh, favorably to the vaccine. And, and, and natural immunity gets a lot of hate. Yeah. From yeah. the same people. Yeah. From the same, well, but, but, but you're not really, reinfections though. Yeah. Severe disease? Severe disease? And and when it's not only so rare, but when you get infected, right, because of the T cell response. I'm in love with the T cell. Hey. And I talk about it a lot, but that's because I work on an infection mainly that um, hurts T cells, which is HIV. So I think about the T cells, both CD4 and CD8s a lot. Do you know, do you, do you know that's why T-Pain called himself T-Pain, the rapper T-Pain? Because he lo- he's in love with the T cell. No, is that true? I made that up okay. right now. Okay. <laughs> but it feels real, doesn't it, Z-Pack? <laughs> okay. Um, Sometimes I really believe everything you say. So. You know what? You should. Yeah, I should. Because I'm always right. Uh, you, you know, but I, 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 you're you're right. And that T cell response, and memory right. response. You know, you know, you know uh, Marty McCary recently did a Wall Street yeah. Journal piece where he's like, "We're going to have some semblance of herd immunity very soon by April." By said, April, yeah. and you know, he was recently on the show, and he, you know, we have people from the 1918 uh, pandemic who still have a durable T cell response with neutralizing antibodies yes. 100 years later or something. It's what? Like, ha- yeah, that was this Nature article that is actually very impressive. So they were three. <laughs> they were three <laughs> when they got it because these are people from 1915. Crazy, yeah. And then this study was done 90 years later. So they're now, you know, in their 90s. And they stimulated their B cells, their memory B cells, and they, right, they could produce neutralizing antibodies readily, happily, and immediately against oh. that strain of the 1918 influenza pandemic. That's so how durable immunity is to viruses. The reason that influenza, um, like the influenza shot that I got four years ago, I'm still very strongly immune Mm. against that particular virus. It's just that it has two spike proteins and it changes a lot. And so I have to get it every year because it has two and it has a very leaky polymerase. It's not a very, it doesn't proofread very strongly, but SARS-CoV-2 is quite tight with its proofreading. We're seeing some mutations in the spike protein, because like you said, that's what RNA viruses do. But it's much less, uh, has a much lower mutational frequency than influenza. Mm. So there won't be, um, there won't be yearly shots. And then if you really need to um, uh, lie awake about variant variant, then you can later say to yourself, and they're doing this already as they're, they're changing the mRNA to be ready if there's a variant that can evade the immune response. Hasn't happened yet, though, with severe disease. So that's why that will be for the future if something right. happens. But the reason I don't think that will happen, to be honest, is that T-cell immunity, um, even against other coronaviruses, protects you from getting severe disease to this coronavirus. Correct. So T-cell immunity is there's quite a breadth of response and I don't think you can mutate yourself out of T-cell immunity. And that's why I don't think we're going to need it. Uh And then the final thing I'd say about um, uh, uh, T-cell immunity is that, or or boosting yourself out of the variants is this thing is going to stop transmitting by definition as well, because now we're getting, I mean, 
We always knew it was going to stop transmission, but we're now we're getting all the real world data that shows us. So it's not going to be able to mutate that fast because it's not going to be replicating. So, right. and then the final, one more thing I want to say is that you actually, um, a virus can't mutate too much because it will mutate itself out of existence. That's what HIV does. It mutates to try to evade the antiretrovirals and then it becomes less virulent, less fit, and then we can get it. Then it's, um, yeah. so, then it's a chronic so disease. It can't, yeah. it, 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 there's not this mysterious thing where it will mutate to, to grow more teeth that we can't evade. It won't. Right, right. right. I'm blinded by the positivity. I know, Monica. you must be so I, sure. I need sunglasses. It's, <laughs> It's hurting my eyes. It's the truth, though. It's I'm biology. So, I know. I've been, in the, I've been in the shadows for so long. I'm like Gollum from Lord of the Rings. I'm just too big. Okay, eyes. Let's, Where's Frodo? Let's bring him out one more time. Yes. So you were in the shadows because 2020 was so awful, and I'm so sorry that COVID happened. And then suddenly, boom. He just threw it. He threw the ring Tossed into mortar. The ring. Like, boom. I bi- and, actually and bit it off his finger. The <laughs> I bit it off his little paw and I fell into the fires of Mount Doom, which is and basically just Twitter. just looking up from look at here. Him, look at him. Frodo, you, sir, <laughs> are a hobbit among hobbits. And I got to say, you know, there was an old uh, Lord of the Rings cartoon and there was Glenn Yarborough did the soundtrack and he was like, Frodo of the Nine Fingers and the Ring of Doom. <laughs> no more doom. No Frodo. more doom. Hey. There's no point in it now. Monica, will you come back and talk to us again? Yes. I'm super excited. This was a joy. It was great to talk to this you. This was a joy. And I got to say this before uh, we did this show, this is a recorded show. Um, on Sunday, 2.21, um, at about 7 p.m. Pacific. <laughs> we're, we're getting nasty that way. My supporters who pay the five bucks a month to be a part of our tribe uh, across locals, YouTube, Facebook, whatever platform you like, you just go to zdogmd.com forward slash supporters and you can sign up there. Got a live conversation with Dr. Gandhi who walked in and I was like, hey, Monica, <laughs> I'm live right now. You want to be? And she was like, sure. She sat down with the dog and we talked some smack. Yeah. So if you want to be with the cool kids, <laughs> I'm talking about Frodo, uh, join the tribe. If not, just leave a comment on this video. Tell us what your experience is. Tell us how cute Frodo is or how cute your animal is and whether you put seven masks on your dog because you're crazy. And um, And let's get over this contagion of panic and fear. Yeah, it's time to look up. It's yes. great. It's These vaccines are amazing. I'm so happy. I am with you a thousand percent. And my wife is texting me, what's your status? Which means it's time to wrap up. <laughs> Fam, love you. Hit share. And we out. Thanks, Monica. Thank you. <laughs>
and access to our Zoom meetings where we talk about awakening realization and we share with each other our own experience. It's a powerful group effect. It's a community, really. And we support and love each other and share, again, through our own experience, how we're waking up. So, and that that ripples out into systems, into transforming healthcare and education and government. So it st- really starts with us. So join us there if you can. Again, zdogmd.com forward slash supporters. And I'm so grateful to have you with us.